0: air conditioning and heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com. That's ACPromise.com and telemeric sent you. <laughs> Transcription Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. Get some feedback, guys. You're listening to 106.1 FM NASH ICON, the Iyerhart Radio app, the TuneIn Radio app, NASH FM 106.1. Of course, the podcast is available on all the major podcasting platforms. Anchor is our home base. We invite you to be able to uh, check that out there. At Eric underscore Asher is the uh, Twitter feed. Eric Asher on Facebook. And, of course, uh, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Going to be joined uh, by uh, Garland Gillen of Fox 8 Sports. That's Thursday with our live broadcast at 1 p.m. on WLAE-TV. There's a rebroadcast at 6 p.m. on LAE-TV. 10 p.m. on the Deuce, WLAE-TV 2. And, of course, Friday night, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday at 2 a.m. on the Deuce and 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Garland Gillen from Fox 8 Sports will be our guest. On today's program, Gary Smith of the TheWaveReportNoel.com and, and The Advocate will join us on the program in just a couple seconds. Brian Lazar at TigerBait.com will talk about the new LSU baseball coach at 435. And Les East, will talk about what's going on with the Pelicans, LSU, Saints, everything uh, that you need to know uh, coming up here on the program at around 535. We're going to take an early break. We'll be right back after these messages. Don't go anywhere.
1: This report
2: is sponsored by Macy's. Check
3: out Macy's Backstage today for great deals on head-to-toe Americana looks for her. Like bold gingham tops, cool shorts, sandals, and more. All just $25 and under. Get low prices on fab finds at Macy's Backstage. All price on trend. Arriving daily.
4: Delays remain heavy if you're traveling along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, Eastbound, coming into the city from Stumpf Boulevard to the Camp Street Exit. Also in the meantime, delays remain solid on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. Also delays are solid on the 610 on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. Ahmed Robinson.
5: On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary.
0: Bienvenue on Hickory is open during the coronavirus shutdown. Bienvenue is offering our full menu as well as wine and beer by way of curbside service or a drive-up window at 467 Hickory Avenue. Our wait staff will deliver to your door or use waiter. Check out our menu today at BienvenueHarahan.com. Then place your order at 504-305-4792. That's 504-305-4792. Gift cards are available. Order today from Bienvenue on Hickory, 305 305- staff and all the sports you can handle. Hi, Eric Asher, once again, talking about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Are you fighting uneven temperatures in your home or using window units or space heaters? If so, then you should call Burkhardt and look into the ductless Mitsubishi Electric Cooling and Heating System. These Mitsubishi Electric ductless systems are perfect for additions, bonus rooms, workout rooms, and home offices, anywhere that's too hot or cold, and they're quiet and energy efficient. Trust Burkhardt to make every room in your home the perfect temperature. Visit Burkhardt today at acpromise.com telemeric them Eric sent you. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Thanks so much for being there. Let's head to the guest line. Joining us on the program uh, from the Wave Report, from uh, Noel.com, the advocate and the Times-Picayune, Gary Smith joins us on the show. Gary, how you doing?
2: Doing pretty good. Just got back from a family vacation in Destin uh, last week. Actually, we we left the day of the tropical storm, so that was kind of interesting.
3: <laughs> uh, right. The
2: water and the water out the water in Destin was closed for three days because they're they're strict about all that stuff. But uh, but other than that, it was, it was a pretty good trip. I'm glad to be back in New right. Orleans now.
0: All right, uh, Gary. Let's let's jump into it. Uh, first of all, again, thanks for joining us. Glad you had had a great vacation. Look, I, I didn't call you last week because. Gary, there's just not a lot of going on at Tulane no. right now. I had a guy on Twitter saying how great it was to be able to have to be able to talk some Tulane, but mm-hmm. I'd love to talk Tulane every day. It's just, again, things have been really quiet on Willow Street. And again, the, the main thing people want to find out is what's going to happen with a baseball coach, and yeah, it's and, been eerily it, silent on, on, the, it, it, on the future of what's it, going on there in terms of baseball.
2: Yeah, because he's not going anywhere. Um, that was a lot of a, a lot of fan speculation, and again, I I, I totally understand where it, where it's coming from. But um, and as I've told you on, on, on air before, nobody that I've talked to had given me any any indication that that. that Travis Jewett was was leaving I mean was was being replaced after this season um yeah I know there's the contract situation I have not been able to to, to I've, I've looked into that I have not been able to get any information that there's a possibility he received a quiet extension along the way um but there he, he the, the one thing that's for sure is is um is, is he's here for for next year um from from any from everybody i've talked to all along and and, and if if he weren't going to be here he would be gone by now
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. now now, from from your standpoint for a guy that covers this team closer than anybody else in this Mm -hmm. market your feelings on that because i think there's mixed feelings within the fan base on on whether he should return
2: yeah i'm not even sure it's that mixed i think that most of the fan base are pretty convinced that he that that he needs to go i have I, i i see the reasons like um why he why he should stay um for, for longer um yeah it, it. It looked like Tulane was headed to a regional last year. It wasn't his fault, the whole COVID situation. Um, obviously, we don't know because the season didn't play out, but so when people talk about Tulane not being not going to a regional in his entire tenure, it looked they probably were going to a regional if, if that hadn't happened um, in, in 2020. Um, again, it's it's just not as easy to win in the Tulane baseball program as, as people think, and, and, and the proof of that is that Rick Jones didn't go to a regional in his last six years <laughs> at, at Tulane. Rick Jones, one of the best coaches in in, in the history of Tulane in in, in any sport. It's not like he forgot how to coach overnight. Some rule changes in the NCAA hurt in big time. So it's just the, the biggest one being that all scholarships have to be at least 25%, um, which hurts a school like Tulane more than any other because they mm-hmm. used to get guys for just the bare minimum that could afford it, and that, that allowed them to give a higher percentage to other guys for the ridiculously low scholarship totals that baseball is allowed. <laughs> um, and right. so it's just Tulane's not on a, not competing on an equal fit. Yeah, that's – People say that's an excuse, and, and, and obviously the baseline is you want to go to postseason, and it definitely is possible to get to postseason uh, at Tulane, and, and, and Travis Stewart hadn't done that yet. So I totally understand where the criticism is coming from. But I did see improvement this year, and a lot of people, again, if, if the baseline is making an NCAA regional, there was an improvement, but that it was a better baseball team this year. They had one of the best players in the country in Bennett Lee. I'll tell you, one mm-hmm. key date coming up. July 1st is the last day that people that are in, that players can enter the transfer portal and yes. leave for that that three year that they're they're granted now. Tulane has not had a significant player enter the transfer portal at, at this point, and that that will be firm by by Thursday. Um, and uh, you know, it, with, with all the rumors you know outside the program about about the instability, it doesn't seem like inside the program the players feel that yes. way because every significant player at this point appears to be um, returning to Tulane for next year.
0: Vanderbilt is a different uh, um, animal, in, in, yeah. in, in, so to speak, when, when you talk about uh, being in the SEC, of course, Tulane, a former charter member of the SEC. And a lot of people believe, that, again, that they should never have left in the 60s, that they could be like, like Vanderbilt right. Uh, right now. But Vandy has, has, has worked out a way to be able to use an endowment to be able to, mm-hmm. again, uh, uh, augment uh, the, um, the, the scholarship so that it is a full scholarship for baseball. Uh, It's a similar institution to Tulane, private institution, again, high um, uh, academics uh, Mm -hmm. as well. Uh, Have have you heard anything within the Tulane within within Tulane that again that they may try to emulate something like that?
2: No, they're they're not going to do that. Um, Vanderbilt has worked out a way to do it. It's not going to happen at Tulane. We could argue about whether you know about whether it should or whether it shouldn't, but the reality is that's not going to happen. The endowment isn't as big at Tulane, but also there's just not that's just not. And interest and you know when when Travis Jewett was hired that appeared to be one of the sticking points <laughs> um when uh Andy Cannizzaro and, and Matt Riser interviewed they wanted some changes in the program because they you know they, they'd seen what had happened with Tulane not yes. going to regional at the end of the Rick Jones era and they were basically told forget it you're going to win you, you I want that that uh Troy Dannon won the coach you could win under the current rules with no changes and uh Travis Jewett thought he could do it uh when when he arrived so there's not uh, yeah and, and i'll be honest i don't exactly understand how all that stuff works i've now, I've, I've 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 even written the story on it once and i'm still mm-hmm. not 100 sure. Oh, no, i'm with you has this thing so, man, it, it, it's weird because In general, private schools aren't doing as well. Like USC has won more national championships than any team in college baseball, and they haven't even been to a region. They've been to one regional in like the last 12 years. Um, University of Miami was obviously a dominant baseball program for most of our lifetimes. They still make the postseason, but they're not They're not a team that gets to the College World Series anymore. They've fallen mm-hmm. way far, far off. It's only the schools. And Rice was <laughs> dominated Conference USA the entire time they were in it. They're horrible now. They're a much worse program than, than, than Tulane um in the last four or five years it the programs that don't supplement their supplement they're just (laughs) <laughs> they're recruiting at a disadvantage because you, you have to pay to play at Tulane in baseball for the most point, a lot more yes. than you do at other programs. So you got to sell it other ways and you got to be really good. It's what Rick Jones told me, and then you just can't miss on your, on, on your, on your main recruits. You've got to hit on those guys or it's, or, or it's tough to win. And, uh, and, and we'll see again, I understand. I like Travis Jewett. I consider him a personal friend. Um, I think there's a lot of good things he's done. I totally understand yes. the, the angst <laughs> among, among Tulane fans, I did see some improvement this year. They did finish second in the conference. They did go four and zero against Wichita State, which was the third best team in the league. They did make a run in the conference tournament. None of that was enough to be where you need to be as a program to, to, to be successful. But I can see some reasons for for positivity going into next year. Obviously, they're they're losing. They're going to lose most of their pitching staff. But they, they lost most of their pitching staff going into 2020, and Daniel Latham did an absolutely terrific job getting guys in that were sort of under the radar that formed right. the basis of the staff for the last two years, and, 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 he, and he's a heck of a pitching coach. He's on the staff. I, I, just, I, I see I, – I'm giving no guarantees whatsoever, but I do see the potential for Tulane to be improved and make a regional next year. And I know most of the people I talk to, fans, just they're, they're so frustrated they just don't see that happening. I do think yes. it's possible.
0: You know, still to this day, and I, I've been talking about it for the last 19 years. I mean, I, I do for the life of me, I do not understand why the NCAA is not allowing full scholarships for baseball. I mean, again, they, they've got this showcase for the College World Series uh, in Omaha. It, it, it is a, um, a ratings getter. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the whole country feels like now they, they can uh, field a baseball team that has a true opportunity to get to Omaha. And I just don't understand why they have not, again, instituted full scholarships for baseball.
2: I'm with you. I don't get it again. That's another thing. I, I, I 100% agree with you, but that's another thing. It, it's not going to happen. There's 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 not even real, the, the only discussion about it happening are from people who like you and me want it to happen. There's no actual. There's been no movement on that front at all for them to increase the scholarship total. But yeah, baseball's gotten the short trip for years, and you're right. It gets so much more attention than it used to, but yet. <laughs> The, the the fact is, it's just not on a par with other sports in terms of the way it's treated by the NCAA. And heck, another it doesn't even relate to this. But you know, can you imagine them giving a kicking out a team in another sport at 2 a.m. in the morning with a release <laughs> like they did with North Carolina State in the right. College World Series? I mean, that was in I don't I don't even I don't even have a dog in this fight or whether it was the right or wrong decision. But it's just it was it's it's insane um, to treat a sport like that where you're kicking out a team at two in the morning um, uh, w- w- with a release. Um, in the middle of the night, they just the NCAA just does not respect college baseball, and 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 I, I, I don't I don't understand it.
0: Tell us a little bit about Gary Smith. Is with us, by the way, from the Wave Report, NOLA. dot com, mm-hmm. Tom Spiccune, and, and the Advocate. Tell us about the new play by play voice of the uh, the Green Wave, Corey Glore and, yeah. and what happened to uh, Allegretta.
2: Yeah, that was um I, I was actually on my way out of town to Destin the day that the the, the, the change was announced. I got to talk to Corey Glore. Um Seems like a great guy. Um, I, I got along with Andrew Allegretta very well, but I do think Tulane fans will 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 find will like Corey Glor better because Andrew Allegretta is a true professional, but he never gave the indication that he cared about Tulane on the on the airwaves. He was too professional. Um, when you when you hire the voice of the wave, especially when you're following a legend in Ty Graffinini, you need to show more emotion, and that was just not what Andrew Allegretta was about when he was at Tulane. Corey Glor... Um, has been in the, in the conference. He was, he was a play by play. Baseball radio announcer for East Carolina, the best program in the conference for for several years. Before coming to Tulane, he loves baseball. He understands. I mean, the, he said all the right things when I talked to him, and and, and, and he totally sounded genuine about how he wasn't going to talk down to Tulane fans. He was going to treat the program the way it deserved, and and he's going he's the new football, basketball, and baseball announcer. Yeah, Andrew Aligreta, he 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 did improve in his time at Tulane, but he definitely he got a lot of criticism for the call he had on the incredible. Um, winning touchdown against Houston in the final seconds because there was no emotion at all um, on, on the airways for one of the most incredible plays in in Tulane football history. And uh, with Corey Glory, you'll 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 get that emotion back when when Tulane has its big moments.
0: Sixty seven days till the wave kickoff against Oklahoma at home. Uh, anything going on? Anything we should know about the Tulane football program?
2: Yeah, not a lot. And I and I didn't answer the other part of your question. Andrew Allegretta, Greta got a job at Vanderbilt. He's actually calling yes. the national championship game, mm-hmm. the series for for them, and and that actually had been in the works. I was I, I was not I was I was asleep at the wheel on that one in terms of I P. It was in the works for a couple of months. Obviously, they didn't talk about it, but that's why the change came so quickly. They knew this was going to happen. It wasn't a surprise where he just left on on, on a deal. It was kind of worked sure. out as a. Season was going on, but anyway, that's where Andrew Allegretti is now, and that he's the play-by-play guy for Vanderbilt. Now, football, not a not a whole heck of a lot going on. You know, they're, they've been doing really well on recruiting visits. I'll say this: I'm a, uh, I think Chip Long being added to the staff is mm-hmm. having a name coach has really kind of help their visibility a little bit particularly in the Miami area um three of their four commitments so far are from Miami all three are three stars they had a, a a guy in this weekend from the same area in Miami who's a four star recruit um on, on some services and uh and and, and it seems like he really yeah. Tulane's always Tulane recruited Florida in 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 the past <laughs> but this is these are a different caliber player um um, obviously getting michael pratt didn't hurt either with their reputation down there right but uh i'm impressed the the caliber player that has been coming on these recruiting visits the last few weeks and these are unofficial visits to tulane Mm -hmm. um a higher group than than in past years and, and a good sign for for what the 2022 signing class could look like
0: yeah no doubt Always a pleasure to have you on the program. Tell the folks about your great website, on which you got coming up for us on, in the paper and also online, and of course how folks can follow you on social media
2: sure. My, my, my website, the wave report.com, um, two lane.rivals.com. I just had the full list of the, the, the visitors who came in on the weekend. I, I, I put up there today. I'm going to try to reach those guys and a couple of those guys in the next couple of days. Um, and, uh, and again, a very, very impressive, impressive group. Um, the dead period, we're in a dead period now for the next mm-hmm. month. So there won't be any more visits, yes. um, until, until, um, until, um, for a while, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's the type of stuff that doesn't make it into the advocate a lot of that recruiting stuff that's the stuff you got to go to the wave report to get and um, i'm 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 gonna be on top of it from from for the next several months beautiful
0: uh at gary smith on twitter gary thanks for the time we'll check in with you next week
2: thanks for having me on the show
0: Always, my brother. Always. All right. That's uh, that's Gary Smith. I wanted wanted to pass something along. I wanted to do this at the top of the hour, but again, we had some technical issues. Uh, Jacques Vaughn uh, again, who was who was said to be one of the front Well, uh, two one of the two finalists uh, for the Pelicans job, and some people believed he was the front runner. Okay, because he had had he already had head coaching experience. Uh, he has removed his name from for head coach considerations. Uh, uh, and that, that is for any head coaching job that's out there. He's going to stay with the Brooklyn Nets as an assistant coach. Uh, but he's removed his, his name from head coach considerations. Uh, now, again, uh, when you look at it now, that means that Charles Lee uh, looks like the last man standing here. There could be some, another candidate out there that we're not aware of. Uh, but all reports, and look, i tell you about this yesterday, and I actually said this last week. Fletcher Mackel was on our uh, TV show last week. And one of the things Fletch, and Fletch mentioned was, again, the final two, which was Charles Lee and, and Jacques Vaughn. And, uh, you know, that was Thursday. And by Friday afternoon, again, most of of the national correspondents were saying the same thing. And, uh, you know, again, Fletch is plugged in with the Pels. He knows what's going on. He's got a source, obviously a source is, uh, that are giving him some information. And uh, so, again, Jacques Vaughn and Charles Lee were supposed to be the finalists Uh, Vaughn has pulled his name out. Now, with that said, does that mean Charles Lee is getting the job? And Vaughn knew this and had no no interest in the Washington Wizards job because maybe that was the deal. But, again, it's unclear. Uh, You know, sometimes you take your name out of consideration when you know you're not getting a job. Uh, And, again, save face that way. And maybe it's Charles Lee. Maybe, again, there's a candidate out there that nobody even knows about yet that's being, that's that's, uh, being interviewed. Now, again, Charles Lee, his team's still playing. The Bucks are still in this, and the Bucks have a pretty good chance of being able to go to the NBA Finals. So this will, will stretch out even longer, uh, ultimately. Again, if again, if he is the 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 choice, I know that Alexell likes him a lot. Alex is going to join us on Thursday on the program, so we'll talk then. But and look, my guess is, and and again, this is another thing that Fred said last week on, on the TV show that he felt that by the by by some point this week, that they would name a head coach, and uh, you know, again, here we are Tuesday. Uh, you've got the 4th of July holiday coming up. I mean, look, it doesn't make good PR sense for the Pelicans to be able to announce their head coaching choice on, on a Friday before the July 4th holiday. So, I mean, that means you've got tomorrow, today, tomorrow, and Thursday to really get this done if you're going to do this before the 4th of July holiday. Because you still want to be able to have, again, the, the national media taking notice. You don't want to have this kind of tucked away with July 4th. Uh, and, you know, even though, again, you've got NBA uh, well, uh, conference finals going on, and obviously the NBA is going to be able to take, uh, take a hard look at it, and they're going to talk about it. But you want this to be a talking point around the country as well. Uh, something that Leslie said on, on a tweet earlier today, and I've got to agree with him, and he's going to join us this afternoon at 5.35. I'm not wild by any of these names, okay? and and you know Jacques Vaughn was a, was a name that that I again I became intrigued with because of again, the former head coaching opportunity that he had in Orlando. and growing from that being an assistant at, at multiple places along the way, and a lot of people said he was ready for a, a job. You know Charles Lee has, has never been a head coach. And again, a lot of people believe that again he can uh, he can relate to today's player. Now, Jacques Vaughn is a former NBA player. That's another thing that I liked about him, okay? Uh, that was one of the reasons why I kind of like Chauncey Billups as a possibility. Because, again, as former NBA players, you demand respect uh, from the players today. And it's a, it's, a different, it's a different scenario with today's players. It just is. Look, they don't want a taskmaster. They don't want a disciplinarian. They don't want somebody that hasn't been in the game. They want somebody, again, that they can either relate to, that, they, that they've watched on TV, they know and they respect because they're one of the better, better players in the NBA. Again, they had a great career. Uh, you know, you got to have somebody that, again, can be their best friend but then also at the same time demand their respect. And I don't know how you get that guy at this point. Uh, you know, the problem is uh, it's threefold in the NBA right now. And, and the, one of the big problems is, obviously, again, the, the players are really ruling the league. And some people say, well, that's a great. It should be a players' league. No. Okay? At the end of the day, head coaches are in charge of the team. General managers and vice president of basketball operations put the teams together. And the owners and the governors are the ones that own the team. The players are only here for a short time. They're only here for a short time. And as far as the NBA goes... It's never going to be fair across the board to every team, all 30 teams, and eventually all 32 teams, because I really believe, again, the expansion is coming. It's coming to, to, to Las Vegas. It's coming to Seattle. Uh, I believe those are, those are two places that we're going to, we're going to see teams. Uh, but uh, there's an opportunity there uh, for, for, for owners to be able to make money but I'm not sure what's going on with with again today's coaches. On again, who you have to be to be able to get the most out of your out of your uh, team. I mean, look at Kenny Atkinson a few years ago. He was looked at as again one of the up and coming coaches in the NBA. With the Nets turned the Nets around when when, when the Nets had, had pretty much again uh, sold their soul to the Boston Celtics, uh, and 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 then of course brought that franchise back. He can't get a job anywhere. He can't get a job. So we'll see how it kind of plays out. But. I agree with, with Les. Not real sexy names here. When you start talking about Jacques Vaughn and Charles Lee and some of these some of these other players or some of these other uh, uh, head coaching candidates, uh, but now Jacques Vaughn has removed his name for head coaching consideration. So uh, we'll talk more about that in hour number two. All right. Uh, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, that's North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, with 15 trucks in the field and a 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home. If your air condition goes down, they're there for you. And it doesn't matter if it's a 4th of July holiday. Uh, they have individuals that are on call and will be to your home uh, to be able to make sure that your AC is up. If you've got a business and you're trying to make, you know, and you're trying to c- continue to be able to serve food, do whatever you need to do, you've got to have the AC rolling, right? Burkhart will be there for you, get you up and running. Looking for for a company that uh, you want to, you trust with your air conditioning system? Uh, that's Burkhart. ACPromise.com, ACPromise.com. the TikTok Cafe and the heart of at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhardt to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect to help you save with a fair price do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, Trust Verkwoth. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell America sent you.
1: Have you looked at your website lately and said, gosh, this needs work, or maybe you've just been putting off building a website for your business? Well, don't stress. Cumulus Digital is here to help. Our custom designed and comprehensive website packages include everything you need, including links to your social media, Google search, and we even drive customers straight to you. Starting at just $1,500 to build and low monthly hosting and maintenance costs starting at just $85, we'll take care of it all. Go to nolacumuluscares.com today and get started.
0: Back to Inside New Orleans. I want to thank Gary Smith of the Wave Report, com, the advocate for joining us in the program. We turn our attention to the LSU Tigers now. Senior writer for TigerBait.com, Brian Lazar, is our guest. Brian, how are you? Good, Eric. How are you
3: doing today?
0: Doing great, Brian. Brian, you were, yesterday you had an opportunity to be at the opening press conference for for Coach Johnson taking over the LSU baseball program. Everybody that I've spoken to off the air were were just incredibly impressed uh, by again uh, the coach his his uh, his speech. Uh, having a chance to be able to maybe again uh, uh, talk to him after the uh, the press conference, uh, g- give me your impressions. Well, I mean,
3: look, obviously he. He knows what type of program he's taking over, and, and and I think the one thing that stood out more than anything else is all the uh, praise he heaped, he heaped upon Skip Bertman and Paul Menard. I mean, I think he he spent most of his time talking about what those two guys have done at LSU, and uh, you know, certainly that's the reason why this job is important to him. I mean, he came from a you know Arizona's a good program. You know, they've won national championships out there, and uh, he's uh, he he has done a pretty good job at Arizona. And uh, but look, obviously he he wants a challenge, and uh, there's no doubt he's going to get a pretty good. Uh, he will receive such when he goes to uh, you know taking the job here at LSU and having to compete. In the SEC, so uh, you know, I-, I thought he was he was fine yesterday. Uh, you know, there's there's going to be some uh, question marks. Certainly, uh, I mean, he's he's taking over a program. You know, we can look at it half full, half empty. They were good enough uh, to go to a regional at Oregon, and Oregon finished second to Arizona and the Pac-12 and LSU was good enough to win the regional. But then LSU had a losing record in the SEC and was a, was a second division team. Uh, they tied with Georgia for eighth place in the conference this year. So it's uh he, he's taking over a program and I think he he said he said it's not rebuild, it's reboot. That, that's probably fair. But uh you know Look, there's no doubt about this. If you are going to contend for a national championship, you are going to have to probably be in the top four in the SEC. You know, because you look at it this year. Look at the two teams who are playing for the uh, the national championship now: Vanderbilt and Mississippi State. Well, neither one of them was the first or second place team in the conference. You know, Vandy was number three, Mississippi State was number four. You know, Arkansas and Tennessee. You know, Arkansas didn't uh, didn't even get to Omaha, and Tennessee lost two straight in Omaha. So, look, the the, the league's tough, uh, and uh, it, it's certainly far tougher than the Pac-12. And now, it, it, just from a depth standpoint, you know, the top, you know, you know there were three very good teams in the Pac-12 this year: Arizona, Oregon, and Stanford. But you're you're going to have more than three teams at that level in the SEC every year and that and that's what the, you know that's what he's going into now.
0: Um a lot of people again are interested to see who his his assistant coaches will be. Um Uh, There was a lot of talk. Was it J. Bob Thomas was was a guy that was being looked at uh, from Texas Tech? Supposedly he's staying put as a recruiting coordinator. Uh, Anything you've heard about who he may be hiring? Now, again, one thing Maneri said this week was uh, that his conversations with Johnson is that he was going to try to get some some, uh, assistance that, again, uh, were familiar with the Deep South, especially in terms of recruiting, because obviously his recruiting prowess is out west.
3: Well, look, recruiting in baseball is a little bit different because everybody recruits in baseball off of these big tournaments that take place, Mm -hmm. these showcases, and when you go to a showcase in Florida, you're going to have players from all over the country there. So it's not like you are going to have to be knowledgeable about players in different parts of the country because all these players are eventually going to come to to one place in the South, whether it's Florida, Georgia, and they certainly have the showcases in California and Texas. So they're all going to get to one spot. So it's not like recruiting in, in football. You know, It's more like the recruiting in basketball where all these, you know, in the summer where all these AAU tournaments are going to yes. be in certain sites. So I think the biggest thing, and look, you just listened to him yesterday. He talks hitting and nothing else. I mean, there's very little talk mm-hmm. about pitching, yesterday, and that's because he's a, he's a hitter's coach and he's a hitting coach. That's what what his background is. So therefore, you'd better come up with he better come up with a good hire because Eric to win, first of all, to win in the SEC, you're not going to win hitting your way to a conference championship. I agree. And certainly, when you get to Omaha you're not going to win a national championship by hitting your way there. In fact, I think I heard the numbers before last night's game. Uh, both Vanderbilt and Mississippi State were hitting less than 220 in the in the CWS. And they certainly didn't want to help their averages last night because I think each team only got five hits last night. But you're going to have to pitch. I can remember a few years ago, uh, Paul, making this, Paul Maneri making the statement that once the the bats change and you're playing in TD Ameritrade. Uh, if you don't have a staff ERA below three, you're going to have trouble having a team good enough to win a national championship. So look, Jay Johnson, his area of expertise is hitting. So that just means he has to go out and he needs to hire a very 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 good pitching coach because it's going to be it's going to be turned over to him. And when it comes to the pitching, it's going to be turned over to him. And where you may have been able to win games in the Pac-12, you know, with your offense, that's not going to be the case in the SEC because you're going to be facing on Friday nights in the conference, no matter who you play, a very good pitcher. And we all know good pitching shuts down good hitting. So that's why I think the most important hire for Johnson is who he picks as his pitching coach
0: any um any names out there that have maybe been dropped
3: well you know, Childress, who was fired at at, I'm sorry, at Texas A&M the head coach who was fired at A&M his name's been out there a lot and uh you know because he was a pitching he was a pitching coach before he became the head coach at A&M and then when he was with the Aggies he he still you know he was the head coach he ran the pitchers so that's the one name, and like you said, Jim Bob Thomas's name is out there, but now that's, you know, uh, he's elected to remain at Texas Tech. So uh, we'll just have to wait and see uh, which direction he goes. His pitching coach at Arizona is going to Texas A&M. So uh, he, he he's off the board. So we'll just have to wait and see, like I said, Childress, the uh, former coach at A&M is, is one name that's been pretty prominent out
0: there. When you look at Scott Woodward, he's a guy that, uh, again, at pretty much every stop, has gotten the big name to be able to come to a university and has really kind of shocked people at times, again, I mean, in terms of being able, to, some of the guys he's gotten to be able to move to his university. Uh, when you grade out this hire as, uh, uh, and, and take into account, again, his history, um, and I think a lot of Tiger fans were looking for that big name hire. Uh, is it a letdown, or is, is this is this a guy that down the line is going to prove uh, that this is this was the right hire for LSU at this time?
3: Well, I mean, look, it, it, this was not Jimbo Fisher, and this was not Kim Wolf. That's the two hires that uh, you know Scott Woodward is most recognized for getting coaches who won national championships at other schools. Now, it's not that he didn't try uh there were definitely discussions uh between LSU and Tim Corbin at Vanderbilt now I'm not obviously the discussions weren't necessarily between Woodward and Corbin but mm-hmm. there were sure. talks Corbin's won two national championships and I'm trying to get a third right now uh there was obviously talks with Pat Casey who's won three national championships there were talks with Kevin O'Sullivan, who's won a national championship. So he tried. Now, look, O'Sullivan and Casey, because of some issues in those guys' backgrounds, that was not going to happen. That hire was not going to happen at LSU right now. And Corbin, I just don't think, I, I simply think his situation is is better at Vanderbilt. I means he's a guy that's almost 60 years old, and I don't think that that's, you know, why is he going to move to a, using Johnson's term, where you have to reboot, where he's in a different, mm-hmm. pretty good situation at Vanderbilt right now. So he tried. He went after those guys. Uh, Dan McDonald, the coach at Louisville, his buyout was such that I don't think that LSU could get him. And so now you're down to the next tier. Mm-hmm. Uh And he he came up with with Jay Johnson. If I would equate these hires, uh, try to equate this to another uh, hire by Woodward, I would equate this to his hiring Buzz Williams away from Virginia Tech to go to Texas A&M in basketball. Mm -hmm. Uh, he, He had been at Virginia Tech for five years. He had been to three NCAA tournaments. He'd been to one Sweet 16, and he, he was. And he had, had previously he had success as Marquette. Uh, so that's who Scott Woodward hired. And you know, now look, he's been in A&M two years. He hasn't had any success there yet. But certainly, what he, coming to LSU, the LSU baseball program is you know, a far better job than the Texas A&M basketball program. So that's that's the type of hire. Now, if you look at Paul Maneri's credentials when LSU hired him, and uh, mm-hmm. Paul probably had a little bit better credentials than Johnson had. Now, he was doing it at Notre Dame, which, you know, the Big East was not a big power, big top conference in baseball. But uh, I, I think, uh, you know, I did a piece on the site. Uh, Paul had been to 12. In 12 years at Notre Dame, he went to nine regionals. Now, only once did he get to the College World Series when he was at Notre Dame. So, it, I'd say that it was as good a hire as he could get, and now we just have to wait and see, you know, how Jay Johnson. Now, look, people talk about the West Coast and no connection to Louisiana or the SEC. Well, Nick Saban, Dale Brown, Skip Burton. I mean, yep. none of those three guys had any connection to the SEC either. Uh, Andy Lopez, you know, some of the you know, older people, uh, in the mid-'90s, he won a national championship at Pepperdine, and two or three late years later, he, he was hired as the head coach at Florida, and he was at Florida for six years. And, you know, I think Florida went to uh, three or four NCAA tournaments and uh, I think a couple of college World Series. In his time, not that he didn't win any, and you know, after six years, he left and ironically went back to Arizona and did win a national championship at Arizona. So, you know, you if you're a good coach, you're going to be you're going to succeed wherever. And uh, now it's a matter of waiting to see, you know, how uh, Johnson does. He's 44. You know, Paul Mineri, I believe, was 47 or 48, 47 or when he was hired by LSU. Uh, so, we'll, you know, it's, now let's wait and see. And, look, he's got, yes. a, he's got a pretty tight time schedule here. He's got to get a staff. July the 1st is when guys, if they're going to be immediately eligible, they've got to have their names in the portal by July the yes. 1st, which is later this week. The major league draft is July 11th. Uh, so there's a lot of work in a short period of time. And uh, you know, you don't look, look Eric, there may be guys in the LSU program now who they intend to transfer. So you're just gonna have to wait and see.
0: You're the consummate journalist. Take your journalist hat off for a moment. Let me get your let me get it from a personal standpoint, an editorial standpoint. What do you think about the hire? I mean you're entrenched at L S U. You know you're you're there all the time covering all these sports. What do you think about the hire? What does Brian Lazar think about the hire?
3: Uh Solid hire. Uh, is this guy going to get L- Look, LSU, nobody's going back to winning five national championships in ten years. Now, I'm saying that. Sure. You know, Vanderbilt's got a chance If Vanderbilt wins tonight. Mm-hmm. That would be, I believe, three in seven years for them. Mm-hmm. So, uh But if LSU's expecting that that this guy's going to win five national championships in 10 years. No, that's not the case. The SBC is too competitive right now. And, uh, it, can, J. Jay Johnson get LSU to that spot to where they're on paper right now? Look, well, you'd have to say certainly Vanderbilt's program is better than LSU's right now. I would say Arkansas's program is better than LSU's right now. And, uh, now I think you could, you know, you could make a case. Even though they, so this could change in the next couple of days. Mississippi State program is better than LSU right now. They've been to the CWS three straight years. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, Florida's program's good. Ole Miss's program's good. Uh, LSU. So L, that's those are groups are all right together. And so Johnson's got some work because when you talk about the premier programs baseball programs in the SEC right now, LSU is not going to be mentioned. They're going to be mentioned probably behind those three schools, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, and Mississippi State. So he's got some work to do. He's got work to do with facilities. Uh, look, the new box was good when it was built in 2009. When next season rolls around, that'll be 13 years old, and there is plenty of work that needs to be done uh, for the fans is that going to happen? We've got to have to wait and see.
0: Brian, always a pleasure, my friend. Love love having you on the program. Love what you do for Tiger Bait. Tell folks how they can subscribe and how they can follow you on social media. Go to
3: www.tigerbait.com and join the site. Plenty of information. Recruiting and you know, certainly there was basketball news today with Darius Day saying that he's going to yep. come back for another season. And football, if you go to the site right now, we have the latest on Dari Rosenthal. So his situation is is a little bit different today than yesterday. But go on the site and you can read that.
0: Thanks, my friend. We'll check in with you soon.
3: Okay. Talk to you later, Eric. Thanks.
0: That's, um, again, that's uh, Brian Lazar at BLDoor on Twitter. Hey, don't forget, if you're in the market for a generator, Burkhardt is the expert. So when it comes to generator sales and service, nobody better. Financing available for generators, you can uh, pay that over time. Uh, Burkhart will come out, sit down with you, a consultation, whether it's your home or your business, find out what you're looking for in terms of a generator, power up your place when the electricity goes down. Uh, once you guys come to an agreement, they'll put you on the calendar. You get a single-day install, literally a single-day install. Come out, bring their group out, single-day install. Uh, if you have a generator at your home or your business and you need someone to service it, Burkhart can do that for you, 24-7-365 emergency service. And don't forget, uh, also, a new install quality check after one month. After they install that generator for you, they're out there. They're out at the end of the. They're out the next month to make sure again you're comfortable again operating that generator. If you've utilized your generator over the last hundred hours uh, during before storm season, uh, we have the new storm season coming up. You gotta have it serviced by a professional. Burkhardt can do that for you. Uh, when it comes to generator sales and service, it's your one-stop shop. It's Burkhardt, ACPromise.com. ACPromise.com. restaurant so good hi eric asher i'm here with my good friend mike delahoussi of the tick tock cafe hey eric 17 years later we're still open 24 7 yeah your sign ought to read sorry we're open come on man 24 hours a day you know how tough that is that's a real service to the community yeah the poison control center is open 24 hours too uh, the tick tock cafe where the gluten is always free intersection of i-10 and causeway also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Contractors, time of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile, and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies get the right policy at the best price call click or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or dave me at insagency.com hurricane season seems a long way off but now it's time to get ready for it hi eric asher once again talking about my friends at burkhardt air conditioning and Demand for generators is higher than ever. Don't get left in the dark. Talk to Burkhart now about a generac automatic standby generator. Be at the front of the line for your generac generator this year. When the power goes out, you keep the lights on as well as your refrigerator and AC. Don't wait. Talk to Burkhart now about a generac generator. Visit ACPromise.com. That's ACPromise.com until American sent you. Hickory & Airline and Menory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers.
6: Due to overwhelming demand, Diamonds Direct is extending our special finance offer through this Saturday, just in time for you to celebrate the 4th with some new bleed. That's right, now through Saturday at 7 p.m. you can make any purchase at Diamonds Direct and spread your payments over 5 years without paying a dime in interest. It's easy, it's smart, it makes everything affordable. Diamonds Direct's best offer ever. 5 years zero interest financing now through Saturday. On approved credit, get store hours, directions, and details at diamondsdirect.com.
1: I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years.
7: I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea.
1: At first, I thought it was what I was eating.
7: I kept thinking it was stomach issues.
1: So I did my research and talked to my doctor, And we finally uncovered the truth. It It was was actually
7: EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food.
1: It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools.
7: And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions, like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease.
1: So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening.
7: But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask,
1: Could Could I I have have EPI?" EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie.
0: back to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. As always, I want to thank uh, Brian Lazar of TigerBait.com for joining us on the program. Also, again, Gary Smith of uh, The Wave Report and uh, Noel.com, uh, both guys covering uh, uh, Tulane and uh, LSU, respectively. I uh, did want to throw this out here before we, uh, before we break for the uh, top of the hour. Uh, congratulations to the owners of Mass Parade. Uh, it is a racehorse that uh, is, again, trained here in New Orleans a bunch of guys from the Catholic League got together and bought this racehorse. Al Stahl Jr. is the um, is the trainer. Uh, it ran in um, in the undercard of the Kentucky Derby and, and was able to win a race there and then won the Ohio Derby over the weekend. And, uh, again, just a, a really great story about, again, a bunch of guys getting together, putting money together for a horse, and then, of course, this horse turns out to be a champion. Uh, congratulations to each and every one of those guys. We understand a lot of Catholic guys involved in that. Rummel... Um, uh, also Jesuits, a bunch of those guys uh, that uh, uh, live in the area that came together to buy that horse. Congratulations to them. All right, in the second hour, a lot to talk about coming up. We'll talk about some Saints, Pelicans. We'll give you more on Jacques Vaughn dropping out of the uh, Pelican coaching search. Also, the top 50 players, uh, how many Saints made it from Pro Football Focus. Also, that uh, casino resort in St. Tammany Parish uh, is also on the online with us today. Uh, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Cash. We'll be right back. The TikTok Cafe, Causeway South at I-10 in Metairie is open during the coronavirus shutdown. The TikTok Cafe is offering our menu by way of curbside to go service. Call the TikTok Cafe now at 504-834-6272 and get around the clock burger special. Breakfast or lunch plate. TikTok Cafe, Causeway South at I-10 in Metairie. Place your order now at 834-6272. That's 834-6272. FM NASH ICON of course you can listen on the iHeart Radio app the TuneIn Radio app take the show with you anywhere there on the World Wide Web at NASH FM 106.1 and ericasher.com the podcast on all the podcasting platforms Anchor's our home base you can go back and uh, check out all the previous episodes over the Anchor and also iHeart as well um 504-260-1061 is the phone number. Uh, Garland Gillen joins me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this Thursday at 1 on WLAE TV, also live streaming on the LAE TV uh, YouTube page. 6 o'clock is our first rebroadcast on Thursday night on LAE, 10 o'clock on the Deuce WLAE TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLAE. Saturday at 2 a.m. on the Deuce, 5 p.m. Saturday afternoon on Pelican Sports Television, always at ericasher.com always on the TV YouTube page, and always on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, uh, Eric Asher on Facebook. So make sure you check that out. Again, special thanks to Gary Smith and also Brian Lazar for joining us in the first hour. You can check that out on the podcast. It'll be up about 20 or so minutes after the program ends today. Uh, and Les East will join us at 535 uh, this afternoon uh, from CrestedEsports.com, Saturday down south. Uh, And we'll talk to him about the uh, Tigers and also the Pelicans. Uh, We'll get into some Saints with him if we have some time as well. I mentioned this in the first hour, and and more and more is coming out now. Jacques Vaughn, uh, assistant uh, coach for the Brooklyn Nets, former head coach of the Orlando Magic, uh, has removed his name for consideration uh, for head coaching jobs, and that is in New Orleans and also with uh, the Washington Wizards. Uh, he was considered one of the top two candidates for the Pelicans' job. Uh, some had him as the front runner. Adrian it uh, was the uh, individual who broke this story. He follows up by saying that Vaughn is citing family reasons, including a chance to spend time with his two, two teenage sons, for the primary reason of, of returning to Brooklyn next season. Now, here's the mind blowing part about it. You knew this, dude. I mean, you knew this when you jumped in for the second time around within eight months uh, to interview with New Orleans. Now, maybe this is, again, just one of those things where you throw that out there and you say that because you knew you weren't getting the job. Uh, remember Charles Lee of the Milwaukee Bucks, their top assistant, is also in the running. Uh, some say that there's a dark horse out there that maybe we don't know about. But I go back to something Fletcher Mackle said last week on, 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 uh, on the TV show uh, on, on Inside the Wall in Sports. That uh, again, it was Jacques Vaughn and Charles Lee, uh, and, and those were the two finalists. And they would, and then the Pels would name a candidate by some point this week. Uh, and I mentioned this in the first hour. There's no way, again, a anybody that's savvy in PR is going to announce something on the Friday of before the July Fourth weekend. It's just going to be lost in the mix. Uh, you want to make a splash. You want to be able to talk about your new head coach. You're going to do that now. It's either going to be today, which is almost over. Again, we're at 5 o'clock. Nobody's announcing anything at 510, uh, you know, on, on a Tuesday afternoon. So that's tomorrow or Thursday. And if it's not going to be then, then that means it's going into next week. And they're going to do that after the July 4th holiday. So what Fletch has said last week that he felt that, that, again, his sources told him it would be done this week. And, and I've talked to a few other people who said the same thing. Well, again, we got to figure it's going to be today or tomorrow. It's going to be tomorrow or Thursday, and maybe this is Jacques Vaughn taking that first step out and saying, "Look, I'm not getting the job. I'm going to stay in Brooklyn, stay with my family." Uh, you know, it is what it is. Now, look, it's teenage sons. They they're probably in high school at this point. Maybe he doesn't want to uproot them. Who knows? Um, out of the two candidates, Vaughn was really my choice because he has head coaching experience and is a former NBA player. But we'll see how that kind of plays out. Also, uh, you you heard. Um, Brian uh, Lazar mentioned this on the program. Uh, Darius Days is returning to LSU for his senior season. Look, he wasn't invited to the, to the, to the Combine. Uh, he's in a situation where he was going to have to go play in Europe or in South America. Uh, so for him, why not come back to LSU for another year and finish out your senior season? Um, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are talking about Cam Thomas as a possible Pelican um, uh, uh, selection in the first round at that 10th overall pick. Um, he's not at the combine, but he's not at the combine because, again, uh, he's already been told he's going he's to be a first-round pick. In Daze's you know, situation, again, you know, he's not going to be. He's going to have to work his way through the G League or through international basketball to have a chance to be able to play in the NBA. We'll see how it plays out. But this is a good thing for him, and it's a great thing for LSU. I mean, you look at this team now. I mean, just the transfers that they that, that uh, Will Wade has been able to get: Xavier Pinson, uh, Adam Miller, uh, also Elton Reed, uh, Tyree Easton. You know, all these guys are coming in to fill the void of again uh, the big four that that left this past year uh, with uh, with LSU. So, we'll see how that kind of plays out going forward. Also, I did want to mention um, something that really caught my eye: uh, Pro Football Focus does a really good job in grading out players each and every week based on their performance on the field. And they named their top 50 um, uh, players uh, in, in the NFL. And the Saints were well-representative. But By the way, again, the Saints had more players on that top 50 team than any other player, than any other team in the NFL, pardon me. They have five players named to that pro football-focused top 50 team. Uh, Ryan Ramshack is comes in at twenty eight. Alvin Kamara comes in at 39. Uh, Armstead comes in at 43. Michael Thomas comes in at 44. And Marcus Williams comes in at 48 out of 50. Now, what's curious to me is no Lattimore. Lattimore considered a top 10 corner. Now, you're looking at every position, top 50 players. And obviously, if you're not one of the top one or two at your position, well, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to make the top 50, right? But... um, with that said, uh, no Lattimore, no Lattimore, Cam, Cam Jordan, okay? No Cam Jordan, DeMario Davis. I mean, you can't tell me DeMario Davis is not a top-ten linebacker. Some would consider him a top-five linebacker. He's definitely the best linebacker on the Saints team. Uh, but, again, not not on that team. And then the other one is C.J. G.J., Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Uh I saw a pro football focus tweet about two weeks ago, and I think it was an accompanying story with it, if I can remember correctly, where they had him listed as the top inside nickel corner in the NFL. But yet again, he doesn't make this list. Look, lists are are fine for the offseason. At the end of the day, all you care about is W's and L's. Me, I'm looking at this kind of long term. And, and, and what, what really scares me about this going forward when you talk about the New Orleans Saints, and we discussed this on this program before, you know, you've got both of your tackles now that are not going to be under contract for next season. And you're in a situation where you have only one franchise tag. And that's why I felt it was incumbent on, on, on the Saints to get a deal done with Ryan Ramsek as soon as you could to be able to, again, be able to save that, save that quality depth on this team. And I think not getting that done uh, really hurt this team. Uh, in terms of again holding on to that quality depth and quite frankly maybe some starters as well. You know, I mean, I go back to Malcolm Brown making five million a year. I mean you can't hold on to Malcolm Brown based on what he's been able to do for you. I mean you must really think Shy Tuttle's gonna come in and be able to take take charge of that position. And maybe he will at a much cheaper price. But all I know is every time Malcolm Brown was out, uh the run get the the was run, stopping the run was much more difficult for the New Orleans Saints. You know, uh you 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 look at at, at you know uh, some other players that obviously again moved on that 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 you could have maybe held on to if you would have signed Ryan Ramshack to a, a long-term deal, but here's the other one that that really is kind of under the radar. Toronto Armstead is an unrestricted free agent next year. I mean, think about that for a second. And you know, if the Saints are going to pay Ryan Ramshack the highest uh, amount of money ever ever given to a tackle, and you know that's probably on the on the horizon here. He's not going to be signed as a right tackle. He's going to be signed as a tackle and probably the left tackle. Uh, what do you do with Armstead? Now, Armstead's been often injured, but he's a tough guy, and he plays through injuries. And, again, look, he's got five, maybe seven years left in the NFL playing at a high level. Uh, do you take all that experience and let him walk out the door? I mean, you still need – look, even though, it's not, even though it's not Drew Brees anymore, you still need to be able to have bookends at the, at the tackle position to be able to protect your quarterback. So, again, some interesting things and situations for the Saints. Now, look, Marcus Williams still a guy that's going to have to be reassigned long-term if they, they decide to go that way. And then we discussed a lot more over and over again. He reworked his deal. That helped him out. It helped him out because, again, it's less money the NFL can take from him uh, in, in terms of a fine because, again, he's reduced, he reduced his paycheck and took, he took it all in a signing bonus. And then, and then uh, you know, it helps out the Saints because then they were able to uh, sign their rookie class, and it's about six billion million under the cap right now. So uh a lot of guys and we've discussed it, we went through the list many, many times on this program of, of the number of players that are unrestricted or restricted free agents next season. That's the core of this team. Uh and uh you know, in Loomis we trust, right? We'll see how that kind of plays out. Uh but um it'll be interesting to see what, what happens. Uh especially with Ramshack if they get it done before the season starts. So that way again you can you can have that contract set up so it's cap friendly for the next couple of years uh, until the, the, the money really comes back to where it should be in, in terms of the profits of the NFL, which again going to lead to an expanded salary cap. And the Saints' salary cap over the next two years is going to be tough. There's no other way around it. Now, again, it was, it was always always planned to be that way, but COVID-19 threw a monkey wrench in this uh, because revenue went down in the NFL. We'll see what happens, but, man, a lot of really good players – not under contract next season. Mickey Loomis has his work cut out for him, no doubt. All right, we'll take a break. We come back. Uh, we'll have a few more things I want to get into before we get to the bottom of the hour, and we bring on uh, uh, Les East of CressidySports.com. Don't forget about my friends over at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating, ACPromise.com, ACPromise.com. Look, I tell you about tune-ups all the time because, you know, today's warranties demand that you, that you have a tune-up on your system each and every year. Uh, also, again, it's going to optimize your system's efficiently, efficiency. Pardon me. It means, again, savings on your energy bill. Uh, also, those annual uh, precision tune-ups will extend the life of your system by identifying any possible problems and, again, making sure that, again, those small repairs don't turn into major breakdowns. So it's just common sense to be able to have an AC guy come out each and every year, uh, to, whether it's in the, in the, in the wintertime, uh, again, with your heating system, or, again, the summertime with your air conditioning system to make sure, again, those systems are working, uh, operating safely but also efficiently. Burkhart can do that for you. Fifteen trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home, eight certified technicians. But more importantly, a company can trust. I don't know the inner workings of my AC system. I don't. I had to get, I had to get something I can trust. Uh, found John Burkhart many, many, many years ago when he opened up his business and I've been, been a lifelong customer. You can trust the Burkhardt's. Second generation now on, on one of those 15 trucks. Jason and Josh, his sons, his wife, Kathy's in the office. Truly a New Orleans homegrown, family owned and operated business. For a company you can trust with your AC system, think Burkhart, acpromise.com. acpromise.com.
8: If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country. From the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 1061 Nash Icon or anytime at nashfm1061.com.
2: This report is sponsored by Macy's.
3: Check out Macy's Backstage today for great deals on head-to-toe Americana looks for her, like bold gingham tops, cool shorts, sandals, and more, all just $25 and under. Get low prices on fab finds at Macy's Backstage, all price on trend, arriving daily.
4: If you're traveling along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection traveling eastbound coming into the city, your delays are steady from Terry Parkway to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit. On the Pontchartrain Expressway on the westbound side, your backups are solid from the claiborne Earhart exit to the Chapatula saint Peter's exit. And delays pick back up on the westbound side along the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. Look out for delays on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the High Rise. Also look out for delays on 10 westbound from North Claiborne on to Canal, and then it picks back up from just past City Park to Bonneville on the six ten on the westbound side. Your backups are solid from just before Canal Boulevard to the ten six ten merge, and on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the ten six ten merge. I'm at Robinson
5: on the East Bank and West Bank, from the Lake to the Gulf. The men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat. Others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary.
0: Bienvenue on Hickory is open during the coronavirus shutdown. Bienvenue is offering our full menu as well as wine and beer by way of curbside service or our drive-up window at 467 Hickory Avenue. Our wait staff will deliver to your door or use waiter. Check out our menu today at BienvenueHarahan.com. Then place your order at 504-305-4792. That's 504-305-4792. Gift cards are available. Order today from Bienvenue on Hickory, 305 305- And Telemeric sent you Hey folks, don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline and Metro. I've been telling you this for the last couple days, especially because a lot of folks are hitting the road for July 4th. Uh, Before you get on the road with your vehicle, I have it checked out thoroughly by my friends over at Southern Tire. Again, um, uh, using ASC-certified technicians, the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership, uh, let them give it a once-over. Again, making sure, again, your tires, your engine, everything is ready to go so you're ready for that road trip. If you're going to need tires, they got you covered. A large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches, and something that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. You know, not just high-end tires, but something for every single budget, and financing is available. So, again, before you hit the road, uh, think about my friends over at Southern Tire. They'll get you, they'll get your vehicle uh, re- ready to go. So, again, you have the peace of mind of knowing that when you and your family are on the road, you don't have to worry about any breakdowns. Uh, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 737-1558 is the phone number. And, of course, southerntire.com is their website. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. All right, uh, let's get back to it. Um, Kendall, um... Kendall Rogers, who has been all over uh, the uh, LSU coaching search, is now, uh, is now reporting on Twitter uh, that uh, Arizona baseball slugger and D1 baseball second-team All-American, Jacob Berry, has entered the transfer portal, uh, and he's saying there's a strong likelihood that he joins Jay Johnson at LSU. Uh, shortly after that, Dylan Cruz, of course the slugger for LSU, uh, retweets it, puts a big smiley face up there. So uh, uh, already Jay Johnson bringing over some of, again, his better players from Arizona. Uh, and they'll be in a Tiger uniform next, to, the next next season. Now remember, again, it was mentioned by Brian Lazar earlier this, this program, also by, um, uh, by Gary Smith. July 1st is the last day in which you can uh, put your name in the transfer portal and not have to sit out a year. Uh, of, of eligibility. So we'll see how that plays out. We'll see how many more uh, uh, Arizona Wildcats are going are to transfer LSU. We'll see how many Tigers end up transferring from LSU to maybe another uh, program if that happens at all. So, again, uh, just some breaking news there according to um, uh, Kendall Rogers of D1 Baseball. Uh, I did mention this last week. Uh, about this this incredible uh, uh, entertainment and casino resort that that uh, Pe- uh, Peninsula Pacific uh, Entertainment is uh, is proposing to build in Slidell uh, right as you get over the Twin Spans, uh, it's 325 million dollar project, uh, and I mean, I mean as I mentioned it last year, last week, I said look, one thing you got got to make sure is that you know there's always again visions of grandeur when they have these projects, right? But I think this is an incredible project for Louisiana, especially for South Louisiana. We don't really have a resort here in, here in South Louisiana. Yeah, we've got beautiful hotels downtown. You can go over the Mississippi State Line uh, along the Gulf Coast. they got some great resorts as well. Uh, but we really don't have one right here in South Louisiana for the most part. This would be the first, and this is something that, again, not just, again, people from out of town could take advantage of, but also, again, those in in the metropolitan area, you want to stay at a resort for a weekend, you don't want to go to Mississippi, you want to keep your your money in Louisiana, why not? Well, the St. Tammany Sheriff and the Slido Police Chief, again, both came out today saying, again, they fear crime and they oppose the $325 million Peninsula Pacific Entertainment Casino Resort project, even though within the project there's going to be a police substation that was going to be built on-site. Taxes that were going to be generated by the casino resort were going to be dedicated to law enforcement. Now, at least let me say this, ladies and gentlemen. Whew. And, you know, maybe I'm on the other side of the spectrum here because I got no problem with sin taxes, right? I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I said this over and over again during my, my 19 years on the air uh, here in New Orleans. Uh, let me be clear. There are not 500, when you're talking about Fortune 500 companies, okay, they're not moving their headquarters to Louisiana, between, the, again, the decades of corruption, uh, again, an uneducated population, not ready for, again, Fortune 500 companies to bring their, uh, their uh, companies here. Now the fear of hurricanes uh, that ultimately could shut the city down. I mean, there's so many reasons why we're not getting, uh, getting those Fortune 500 companies, why, again, well, most of them were in the oil and gas industry and moved on to Houston, Texas, okay, or Dallas, Texas. So, again, where are we then? So again, we take advantage of syntaxes, and we take advantage of syntax in a lot of cases because we are now a tourist destination. That is the engine that drives the economy here in South Louisiana and really through most of Louisiana, but especially South Louisiana. So my question is, treasure chest, Harris, Mississippi Gulf, Gulf Coast. Show me the stats that will plunge Seattle, that will plunge the you know, St. Tammany or Slidell into the den of crime, okay? And that, and that residents will, again, lose their paychecks and their retirements to the slots and tables. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm so sick and tired of, again, uh, Louisiana Sheriff's Association, the District Attorney's Association, trying to legislate citizens' personal responsibility here in Louisiana. And they're a huge lobby, okay? It's America. If an adult wants to blow their money at the craps table, who am I to stop them? Okay? Seriously. Okay, I mean, seriously, how different is it, again, to, to blow your cash at the slot machine or at the video poker machine at a truck stop or a diner? It's still different, all right, going to play bingo on a Sunday night. I mean, the same thing I mentioned about, again, the legalization of marijuana in this state. If an adult wants to smoke a joint, okay, all right, with all the violent criminals that we have loose in this state, why would the, the Sheriff's Association, or DA, care about legalized pot, Especially if law enforcement is getting a cut of the taxes collected, and in both of these cases, whether it be again the legalization of marijuana in the state, or again in this particular situation where there's going to be a police substation on the site of the uh, of the casino resort, and money's going to be dedicated to again law enforcement, I just don't get it. I just do not get it. Okay, again, adults can make their own. They can make their own um, the choices on, again, what they want to do with their money and what they want to put in their body. And it shouldn't be, again, a situation where law enforcement is going to step in and stop it. And look, the, the millions of dollars that's being left on the table as well, in tax dollars that, again, could be going toward uh, things to be able to help our infrastructure. We go right down the line. Uh, education. It, it's mind-blowing. It is mind-blowing. Also, before we, before we wrap it up and we go to uh, less seats at the bottom of the hour, uh, the New Orleans City Council, uh, is now jumped in the fray when it comes to moving city hall uh, to the municipal auditorium. look I 've talked about this over the last couple of weeks. Once that march happened, and you saw black, white, Latino, uh, Asian. you saw uh, young, old. You saw male, female uh, from every walk to life in this city, getting involved in that protest that went from Armstrong Park to city hall, the mayor got the message. Okay, she got the message at that point. She did it about face. She realized that either this is going to cost her the election or it's going to be a campaign. Uh, it's going to be p- part of the campaign. And someone uh, who's going to jump in this race is going to use that on their platform. So now the city council's involved. There are two proposals on, 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 on the agenda coming up, I believe, on Thursday. Uh, first of all, Christian Palmer has a has a uh, an ordinance to be able to block the move of City Hall uh, to the Municipal Auditorium for at least one year. Uh, the other one is from Council President uh, Helena Moreno, and that is to change the comprehensive zone ordinance to to a need Council approval to be able to move again City Hall to the um, Municipal Auditorium site. So you got Christian Palmer who's running for Council at large. You got Helena Moreno who's going to be running for Mayor at some point. She's- to be able to take on the incumbent mayor, but she's probably going to run for mayor again when uh, when uh, uh, Cantrell is term limit or again, ultimately, if she ends up losing, uh, depending on, again, who is going to be um, uh, running against her. But again, both of those individuals now have, have put forth at least a, a proposal. Uh, for an ordinance to be able to, again, shut down any possibility of New Orleans City Hall being moved to the municipal auditorium. Look, you guys know I'm in favor of that. I do not want to see City Hall at the auditorium. I think there are so many things you could do with the auditorium. Uh, and, and, and uh, you know, from a cultural center, there are so many things that can be done. And, and I think putting City Hall there would be ludicrous. And I've talked about the old Charity Hospital building. That, to me, that was Arnie Philco's idea, and I thought it was a great idea at the time. Uh, it, was a, it was a building that was being abandoned, and it would be perfect to be able to go in, use FEMA money to be able to rebuild it, and, and bring it back to life and have City Hall there. But that just never came to fruition. So we'll see how this plays out over. But again, now the council getting involved in this to be able to, again, block this. Because, again, the people don't want it. It's the the theme of what's happening right now. If the people want something, it is, again, the duty of elected officials to be able to do what the people want. Not what they want. Not what they want us to do. What the people want. But the message never gets to them. And we keep reelecting them. So why would you think the message would get to them? All right, we'll take a break. We come back. Les East joins us on the program. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Or Dave me at insagency.com. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahusi the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry right, mouth, ringing finished? in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts the TikTok cafe Causeway I10 in Metro
6: due to overwhelming demand. Diamonds Direct is extending our special finance offer through this Saturday. Just in time for you to celebrate the 4th with some new bling. That's right. Now through Saturday at 7 p.m. you can make any purchase at Diamonds Direct and spread your payments over 5 years without paying a dime in interest. It's easy. It's smart. It makes everything affordable. Diamonds Direct's best offer ever. 5 years, zero interest financing now through Saturday. On approved credit get store hours, directions and details at DiamondsDirect.com. Kicks- Brooks here letting you know that with the More Rewards card from Navy Federal Credit Union, you can earn three times the points at supermarkets, food and delivery, and gas, plus one point on everything else. Rewards don't expire while your account is open and can be redeemed for cash, travel, and more. At Navy Federal, our members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org for more details and to apply.
1: Insured by NCUA, open to the armed forces, DOD, veterans, and their families. American Express is a registered service mark used by Navy Federal under license.
6: Panera favorites are hot and ready to serve for dinner. Taste our creamy mac and cheese served in a crispy bread bowl. Or the classic bacon turkey bravo featuring our signature sauce. How about our new mouth-watering Chipotle chicken and bacon flatbread pizza? These and other favorites are waiting for you. Order dinner tonight for delivery or pickup. Only at Panera. Availability and pricing may vary.
0: Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. I'm Eric Asher with you each and every weekday, 4 to 6, right here at 106.1 FM. It is my pleasure to bring on award winning journalist Les East of Crestedysports.com, started Down South, and so much, so much more. How are you, Les? Doing well, Eric. How are you? Doing fine, my friend, doing fine. I want to talk Pelicans first, and I want to get into the LSU um, head coaching um, uh, hire uh, on on the baseball side. Uh, Jacques Vaughn has, 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 uh, has taken his name out of consideration for the head coaching job here in New Orleans uh, and elsewhere. I believe the Washington Wizards was another job that might have been open uh, for him, uh, citing the fact that, again, he wanted to spend time with his uh, teenage uh, uh, kids uh, in, in Brooklyn and it wasn't the time for him to move. To me, look, it, it tells me one of two things: either A, he didn't, he knew he wasn't getting the job, and he was and he was dropping out because you know the kids knew you were you were um, you were uh, in, in contention and applying for the job to begin with, you were interviewing for the job. He did it eight months ago. They pretty much knew what the deal was there. Uh, I mean, again, I'm not sure what this is other than, again, maybe that's an excuse. Maybe it's honest. Maybe, again, maybe he wants to spend time with his kids and they don't want to move to New Orleans. Who knows at this point? Uh, but uh, it's pretty late in, in, in the game here when you start talking, looking around the league on all the coaching hires that are happening based on what we saw last year where it took so long uh, for them to come to a decision. This year they've already got all these resumes done. Uh, they've interviewed these guys eight months ago. I'm not sure what's taking so long.
3: Well, uh,
9: I, I think all signs probably point to Charles Lee, uh, the Milwaukee oh, Bucks assistant, and they're they're still playing. Uh, I, I think that you know, Jacques Vaughn, I think, is a guy who's definitely on the uh, Pelicans' radar. And you know, as far as him withdrawing, you're right; it, nothing has changed with his family situation in the last few days. If if that were the only factor in him not wanting to become a head coach right now. He wouldn't have gone as far into the process as he did. So either he wasn't going to get the job he wanted or there wasn't a job out there that he wanted to leave his current position for. And, uh, you know, I don't know of anyone else that there could be uh a mystery candidate or two, but I don't know of anyone else who is really high on the Pelicans list other than Lee, uh, who's still out there. And uh, I think he, uh, has a good resume. I think he makes some sense. And uh, with Vaughn being uh, withdrawing his name from consideration, I just don't know who else would be a likely candidate. And as far as it dragging out, that that would presumably be related to the fact that the Bucks are still playing and, and may
0: continue playing for a couple mm-hmm. of weeks. Yep, no doubt. Let's talk a little bit about Damian Lillard. Uh, again, look, first of all, Chauncey Billis was hired by Portland. Uh, again, there seemed to be a, a little bit of disconnect between the front office, uh, ownership, and and Lillard in terms of, again, the direction he wanted to go with the coaching. He wanted Jason Kidd. Kidd wanted nothing to do with a Portland job. He subsequently is hired by, again, his, his, uh, his friend and, again, a guy that he, he used to play for in Mark Cuban at Dallas. Uh, I see a lot of people writing about Damian Lillard. Uh, you got to go all in. Give up all the assets now and bring Damian Lillard here. Look, I hear you. Uh, Again, I I would have no problem with them working on a deal to bring Damian Lillard to New Orleans. My question is, why would Damian Lillard want to leave Portland where he's been in the playoffs almost every year and he's looking to get with a championship team to come to New Orleans? Your thoughts?
9: Well, if in fact he is unhappy with the the turn of events in Portland with the coaching search and and doesn't feel like he's going to get to where he wants to go with with Chauncey Billups and and then future of the the franchise, uh, the immediate future, Portland could find themselves in a situation where it's time to rebuild or at least retool, and uh, if Damian Lillard is in fact disgruntled and wants out of there, I could see them looking to move him and have that as the the centerpiece of them uh, rebuilding under Mm -hmm. Chauncey Billups. Now, I'm not saying that's likely to happen. I'm just saying if he is, in fact, unhappy, I could see Portland saying, okay, we need to move him, we can get a lot for him, and we'll move forward with a new approach with people who want to be part of this new regime. Now, I, I would think that if the Pelicans were going to be in a position to make a trade for Damian Lillard, they would probably try and include Brandon Ingram in that package Mm -hmm. uh, in order to save money and to find a player who complements Zion Williamson's skills a little bit better than Ingram does, and that would prevent them from having to give up all of their other assets in future drafts if they were able to include Brandon Ingram. So, mm-hmm. you know, I could envision a scenario whereby a trade along those lines would happen, but I don't think it's very likely.
0: Yeah. And then, remember, two things. First of all, there's a no-trade clause in, in his contract. He has the ability to pick where he wants to go. And then there's the other thing. He's a supermax player. OK, you've got some dead weight right now with with Adams and Bledsoe with their contracts, which I believe they're going to they're going to try to move uh, in the offseason if possible. And as you mentioned, Brandon Ingram is already a max player saying you're going to have to pay. uh, You have to pay Zion a max. uh, His his first deals, his his first deal out of his rookie deal is going to be a max deal. So, I mean, when you start talking about, you know, the amount of money uh, that 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 uh, Damian Lillard is making, uh, you know, you start to you start talking about big, big money, you know, for, you know, uh, $50 million, $47 million right up in there when you start looking at, you know, his contract. So, uh, you know, you'd have to, you know, I, I truly believe uh, Mrs. Benson when she says that she, when it's time, she's willing to go over the luxury tax tax dress, threshold, but um, it'll be interesting to see if that could happen. The main thing is he's going to be able to, if he decides he doesn't want to play in Portland, he's going to be the guy to decide where he goes because of his no trade clause.
9: Yeah, he will. He he has an awful lot of leverage in where he goes, and uh, certainly uh, Ingram would have to move on in order for Lillard to come in. I I don't think there's uh, much doubt about that, even if they are willing to uh, go a little bit over the luxury tax, go into the luxury tax for the right circumstance. I still think uh, that would probably not include Williams and Ingram and Lillard, I just don't see that happening. Yep. Now, if Lillard decides he wants to go somewhere else, and if he has a high opinion, a higher opinion than he has of Chauncey Billups for whoever the Pelicans wind up hiring, and he sees an opportunity to play with Zion Williamson going forward, I could see the Pelicans being an attractive destination to him whether or not they would be the best option among the many I'm sure he would have a chance to look at. I don't know, but I could envision a scenario whereby Lillard would look at the Pelicans and say that to me is a better place moving forward than Portland is right now. But again, I I think it's unlikely that that's the way it plays out, but I I certainly uh, don't think it's out of the question. $43.7
0: Forty three point seven million next year, forty seven point two million dollars the following year, and the last year of his deal, fifty point seven million dollars is what Damian Lillard's present contract calls for, uh with a supermax deal. And then you know that uh that uh, you know, again the same thing's gonna happen with uh with Zion when his his contract comes up as well. You tweeted something a little bit earlier, I'm paraphrasing here. It but pretty much said not, not a lot of sexy names in the Pelicans uh coaching search, right? Yeah, and well
9: what I was saying is that it, it, It looks to me like this is a lot like last year, and it's a lot like the situation after Monty Williams was let go. And that, you know, I've been a a big critic of them letting Monty Williams go all the way back to when they beat San Antonio in the regular season finale to get into the playoffs in his last season. And the reason is because it looked to me like they said, well, we're going to, we have a problem with the GM and the coach. We're going to keep the GM, get rid of the coach. Now let's go see what's out there. And they discovered there was nothing out there and they wound up with Alvin Gentry, who had a very poor resume. And then when they pulled the trigger on Gentry a year ago, and I understand why they did that, I, I'm not criticizing that decision. But when they went out and looked, I don't know that there was anybody who was appreciably better than Stan Van Gundy on the market at the time and you look at it where they are right now. I just, in, in none of these three situations, have I seen somebody where you say that's the guy you have mm-hmm. to go and get because he is definitely going to be an upgrade over the person who just left. Now that, that doesn't mean making a change was wrong last year or this year, but it's just, it's hard to get excited about the replacement because I don't think anyone's going to come in here that's going to light a fire under uh, New Orleans because they're going to say, wow, this person is so much mm-hmm. better than what we've had these last two ten years.
0: Uh, 100% agree with you. 100% agree with you. Going back to the Monty Williams uh, versus Dell Demp situation, going with William, going with Demps instead of Williams, and of course what has subsequently happened in terms of the coaching searches since then. Let's shift gears to the LSU Tigers. Uh, Jay Johnson introduced uh, yesterday as the next uh, head coach of LSU baseball. Uh, your, your thoughts on, uh, on on Jay Johnson? Uh, I, a lot of people felt like he won the press conference yesterday, uh, and your thoughts on the hire as well?
9: Yeah, I think it's a good hire. Uh, you know, there were a lot of other names that were out there more prominently uh, than than he was. And, you know, if they could have gotten it, you know, Mike Bianco would have, would have been uh, a fine hire. I think he would have been excited about that. You know, if they'd gotten uh, Corbin from Vanderbilt, uh, that, that would have been a, a great hire. But in both those cases, you have older people who weren't going to be around a whole lot long, but certainly Corbin would have opened up a lot of eyes if they had gotten him. But, uh, you know, the the East Carolina coach and, uh, you know, some of these other possibilities, uh, I don't think they were real sexy uh, hires either any more than Jay Johnson. And the more I've learned about Jay Johnson in the last few days, if you look at him – One, he's a lot younger. I I believe he's in his early 40s, so he's a guy who could conceivably be there for a long, long time. And a couple of things that strike me. One, uh, one of his biggest strengths in his career has been the recruitment and development of hitters. And I I can't remember the last time, maybe you can, but I can't remember that the last time that the most vocal LSU fans were happy with a hitting coach on an LSU baseball coaching staff. Maybe at some point during Skip Burtman's tenure they were happy, but it's always fire the hitting coach because the Tigers offense has been inconsistent at times, and some of these recruits don't necessarily get better. The ones that are really good, Tend to, you know, they get drafted into professional baseball. So the, I think the fact that he can develop hitters in addition to recruiting good hitters, I think is something that will be very uh, encouraging to the fan base. Uh, and he just, his preparedness, the details with which He prepares his teams uh, on a nightly and weekly basis is is something that appears to be a very big strength of his. So he looks like a guy who's prepared for this job. He knows the opportunity he has. He also knows the challenge that he has. And I think he, he may not have been the most exciting name in college baseball, but among the people that LSU was able to get, uh, I, I think he ranks right up there with anybody, and uh, I I think it's a solid pick.
0: Yep, Darius Days returning to the LSU basketball team not really surprising, considering he was not invited to be able to be in the NBA Combine. It looked like it was going to be Europe or South America for him. He's going to be playing in international ball or maybe again trying out for a G League team. But this is good for LSU. Uh, bringing back a a senior like this, a guy that has been a leader for this team, uh, and a guy that, again, knows Will Wade's system with so many transfers coming in uh, to be part of the program.
9: Yeah, it is good for LSU, and I think it's really good for Darius Dates. Certainly going to Europe uh, could have been good for him as well. But, you know, I think he's a guy who showed tremendous improvement in his outside shooting last year. If he's going to play in the NBA, he's going to have to be able to play on the perimeter. And I think another year in the SEC, which with what could be a very good LSU team again, if he is able to continue the rate of development, particularly with that outside shot that he showed last year, I think he's a guy who could find himself in a much stronger position uh, in the NBA draft next year. So very good news for LSU, and I think it's probably good news for Darius Days as well.
0: Yep, no doubt. What are you covering this week uh, going forward? Again, with Sports dot com, Saturday Down South. Tell us a little bit about it, and also how folks can follow you on social media.
9: Thanks, Eric. Uh, well, we're starting to gear up with preseason football on Saturday Down South dot com. I just uh, sent something in on the uh, the X factor for each team in the SEC West in this uh, upcoming football season, and I'm I'm compiling a budget of stories to do on LSU uh, leading up to and during preseason camp. So we're going to be having uh, really picking up steam in our preseason college football coverage there. CrescentCitySports.com, I'm halfway through an eight-part series leading up to the start of Saints training camp. Uh, So far, I've uh, written an overview of the training camp and the transition from Drew Brees And uh, we've covered the offense, and then uh, over these next four weeks, we'll be covering the defense, the special teams, and and finally drawing some conclusions on the eve of training camp. Uh, So a lot going on there uh, at CrescentCitySports.com as well, and certainly with the Pelicans coaching search, Mm -hmm. we'll have a lot of coverage there. Uh, Folks can follow me on Facebook and on Twitter at Les underscore East.
0: You're also an accomplished author. Tell us about the book and how folks can get it.
9: Yeah, thanks. It's uh, it's called Donkeys, Elephants, and Giraffes. It's a, a novel about the politics and the media, and it's relevant to the current and uh, future, I think, political climate throughout the, the U.S. A lot of it is set in Louisiana, and uh, it's available as an e-book. It's also available on paperback at most of the major uh outlets uh including barnes and noble and amazon.com and uh you can go on any of their websites or just uh google donkeys elephants and giraffes and either uh paperback or e back Mm -hmm. or e uh book whichever is your
0: preference always appreciate your time my friend thanks so much for joining us
9: anytime thanks eric
0: Les East, winning journalist. Uh, again, uh, CrestedSports.com, Saturday down south. Hey, don't forget, if you're in the market for a new air conditioning system, think Burkhardt. Don't sign the contract with any other company To you at least have Burkhart come out and give you a price. Find out what I've been talking about now, again, for the last, uh, well, I've known, I've known Burkhardt for over 30 years, again, since they, they got in business, but you know, over the last decade or so that, that I've been had the privilege of being able to talk about this great company. Ask about their 25% energy reduction guarantee. Uh, again, authorize to sell some of the top brands in the market. And then you get the service after the sale. Uh, you know, the uh, NAIT certified technicians that, that, again, will treat your home like their home. Uh, the state-of-the-art equipment they use to be able to measure your home, to make sure you got the right tonnage for, for to be able to cool your home or your business down. Uh, at Burkhart, they're the experts. Uh, again, uh, making your duct work in, in their state-of-the-art shop uh, in Mandeville, Louisiana. Everything is hands-on. Everything is making sure the customer is satisfied. If you're looking for a company you can trust with your next aging system, think Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com.
6: Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door,
0: Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your signs should say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe, open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hurricane season seems a long way off, but now it's time to get ready for it. Hi, Eric Asher, once again talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. Demand for generators is higher than ever. Don't get left in the dark. Talk to Burkhart now about a Generac Automatic Standby Generator. Be at the front of the line for your Generac generator this year. When the power goes out, you keep the lights on as well as your refrigerator and AC. Don't wait. Talk to Burkhardt now about a Generac generator. Visit ACPromise.com. That's ACPromise.com. Until That's America sent you. To our customers,
3: it's Macy's July 4th sale with an extra 20% off with your Macy's card or coupon. That's on top of great deals like 25 to 50% off summer tanks, teas, and more for everyone. And don't miss other great ways to save during our lowest prices of the season 20 to 65% off furniture, mattresses, and rugs, and 40% off women's shoes during the great sandal sale. Plus, Star Rewards members can earn even faster during Star Money Bonus Days. Savings off sale and clearance prices, exclusions apply.
9: Hi, Tom Bodette from Motel 6, leaving the light on for the homebody who now would rather be an anywhere-but-home body after spending 12 months stuck at home with nobody but themselves, well, Motel 6 has plenty of clean, comfortable rooms, all at a great low rate. So when you decide to visit somebody, anybody, anywhere else but your home, Motel 6 will be waiting. I'm Tom Bodette from Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you.
6: Due to overwhelming demand, Diamonds Direct is extending our special finance offer through this Saturday, just in time for you to celebrate the 4th with some new bling. That's right. Now through Saturday at 7 p.m., you can make any purchase at Diamonds Direct and spread your payments over five years without paying a dime in interest. It's easy. It's smart. It makes everything affordable. Diamonds Direct's best offer ever. Five years, zero interest financing now through Saturday. On approved credit, get store hours, directions, and details at DiamondsDirect.com.
0: That's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. Certainly appreciate you checking out the show. I want to first of all thank our sponsors, Uh sponsors of this great program. Uh, of course, uh, we want to make sure that you get out there and, and support those sponsors to EricAndrew.com, And uh, you can check out the sponsor, sponsor our show. Click on the icon, take it right to their website. Also, want to thank Rudy back at studio. I want to thank our guests today, uh, Gary Smith, Brian uh, Lazar, and also Les East. Uh, want to make sure you guys stick around for... Uh, uh, for what's coming up next with All Access, uh, Jude Young will be uh, behind the mic. So keep it right here. Uh, and as always, we appreciate you tuning into the program. Handoff have a wonderful evening. See you tomorrow, straight up four o'clock for another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host Derek Asher. From the dog catch to the governor, they all gotta go. I want